right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Sex Sales Podcast, the podcast where we talk about dating, culture, relationships, and society from a male and female perspective. And we are talking about a topic that I know all too well today, heightism. So uh, is there height inequality? Do short men have it worse than tall men? Well, they do, but to, to what degree do they have it worse than tall men? Do, do tall women have it worse than short or average size women? So we're going to get into that at the three-minute mark. Uh, before we do, we've got a couple of announcements. The first one is, as always, I'd like to shout out our sponsor, Crush Organics. They've been a sponsor on this podcast for a very long time, and I have been a consistent consumer of their CBD oil and CBD gummies. And man, they help with the sleep a lot. They help you relax. They alleviate many of those uh, uh, tense and anxious moments with a little gummy. So go get yourself some Crush Organics gummies, pain cream, CBD oil. Go to crushorganics.com. That's crush with a K. Use the code Neil, N-E-E-L, and you will get 40% off. Uh, if you want to see a comedy show, come to Comedy Untamed. This is a wonderful night of stand-up comedy, improv, crowd work. It's wild. It's fun. As the name suggests, it's untamed. We have regular shows in Sydney and Melbourne every single week. And during the Melbourne Comedy Festival, there's going to be some late night shows there happening on Friday and Saturday at 11 p.m. So, you know, it's going to be very untamed on those nights. Uh, we also have regular shows in Newcastle. And Geelong is now finally officially on sale on March 25th. In fact, uh, well, this podcast might actually be out by then. But regardless, there are going to be regular shows in Geelong. Uh, aside from that, make sure you follow us on all the socials. Follow us on Instagram. We're putting a lot more highlights out there. Uh, subscribe to the new YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at podcast. I know a lot of you are already watching some of those full videos on there and you're commenting and the comment discussion is coming back and it's really great to see. So subscribe to the YouTube channel, follow Eliza on Instagram, follow me on Instagram, check out all our socials. That is probably all the announcements at the top of the show. So we've gotten in nice and early before the three minute mark. Story of my life. Had to put a joke in there. <laughs> this whole podcast is going to be a lot of height jokes because, uh, as a uh, five foot seven, as a proud five foot seven man, this is my area of expertise. So let's get into it. Heightism. Okay, so Eliza, this was actually your idea. You sent me an article talking about how short men may have it. Well, not just short men, but short people may have it worse uh, in their professional lives. So tell me a little bit about why you wanted to actually talk about this. I, don't, I just find it really interesting and I came across, there's actually a subreddit and it's called Art Short um, and it's a lot of short people, usually men, um, talking about what goes on in their day-to-day -day life and a lot of people say it's blatant discrimination um, and some people want to make it a, a law um, and about being, and but then it gets into how do you prove it? Um, is it subconscious? Are people aware that they have subconscious bias? So it's an interesting um, topic. And I think that it's a blind spot to a lot of people that aren't short or for, for or 
really taught for women, I think. Um, people outside of that, they don't experience it, don't see it. Uh, so I guess you would know that more. You've talked about this a lot before. So what, I was what waiting, are your I was waiting for this podcast. Let's go. <laughs> Let's get that manlet rage years. out there. Let's go. Okay. So um, I'm currently reading a book called The Psychology of Social Status. I actually had a whole chapter about how height and muscularity can affect one's perceived status. Now, they differentiate the status here between prestige and dominance. So prestige is sort of, let's just say that's the good sort of status. That's the status where you're considered to be competent, considered to be intelligent, considered to be good at your job or whatever it is that is required of you in a given status hierarchy, whereas dominance uh, is more about uh, your ability to assert control and gain authority and power that way. So here's a little passage that I thought would be an interesting jumping off point for this podcast uh, from that book. Much research has shown that height is positively correlated with actual social status, controlling for gender as men are significantly taller than women across cultures. For instance, height is positively associated with income. For a meta-analysis and review, see Judge and Cable 2004. It is positively related to military rank and authority status in the workplace. Furthermore, Individuals in managerial positions are on average taller than individuals in non-managerial positions. American science professors tend to be taller than the general public, and even the U.S. presidential outcome is partially predicted by the height of the winning candidate. There is also evidence that being tall facilitates an individual's upward social mobility. There is also evidence that an individual's own power position affects their perceptions of height. Individuals who were made to feel more powerful overestimated their own height. Moreover, feeling more powerful leads to estimating other people as shorter than oneself, whereas feeling mm. relatively powerless leads to estimating other people as taller than oneself. And it goes on to talk more about how height is correlated with uh, financial status, with uh, perceived competence, and then that can become a placebo effect where taller people. Uh, and, and as far as I'm aware, this predominantly re relates to men, but I think taller women are also considered or perceived to be more competent, higher IQ, healthier, definitely with men more attractive. Uh, there's a, a sort of wage gap uh, where I read once where uh, each inch of height that you gain as a man your income goes up a certain amount on average. $789 a year. Yeah, Apparently. wow. There you go. And yeah. uh, then there's also uh, you'll, you'll, you have a lower life expectancy, I read somewhere, uh, or if, if you are shorter. So look, a lot of these markers uh, of discrimination and inequity based on other sorts of groups are quite similar to these sorts of markers uh, that are predominantly short men, but also tall women. It's a bit different, but we'll get into that. Uh, these sorts of markers are experienced uh, by people and, and often when you try to articulate this, you're laughed, at, you're laughed at or you're just told to get over it or you're just told don't worry about it uh, or you have short man syndrome and short man syndrome is somewhat of a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Because the concept of short man syndrome is that uh, smaller men like to overcompensate for their lack of height by being needlessly aggressive and uh, trying to obtain um, exorbitant amounts of material wealth and status to uh, compensate for their lack of just physical 
uh, superiority, if you want to put it that way. And the funny thing is, uh, you're kind of trapped as a short guy, right? Because if someone says something about your height and, and you know, banter's all well and good, but like, let's say someone, at least from your perception, goes a bit further and might be trying to uh, insult you about your height, either you have to cop it and just say, ha yeah, that's, that's, that's funny, hilarious, or you try to call them out on it and immediately, ah, oh, look at him with his Napoleon complex, with his mm. little short man mm. syndrome. So uh, you really are trapped <laughs> in many ways. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's very interesting when, you, when, when I saw that article that you linked me that people are now talking about this. I think I, I heard on Triple J of all places they were talking about height when it comes to dating. Uh, they were right. talking about how there are, you, you know, just preferences that lead to a lot of inequality in the outcome of uh, uh, people on dating apps based on their height. Now, this also applies to tall women, uh, particularly if we're talking, you know, above five foot ten and then especially above six foot, uh, their perceived attractiveness is lower. I mean, there's also, yeah. you know, they're more likely to be supermodels and things like that. So maybe other women perceive them as very attractive, but uh, it, it, it does go both ways because I think a lot of men could look at a six foot two supermodel and think she's absolutely gorgeous, but then I would sort of think, okay, she probably wouldn't be that into me as a uh, five foot seven kind of guy. So uh, it, it goes both ways. And if people are like particularly insecure about their height, that can often manifest in 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 unhealthy ways that then become a sort of self-fulfilling yeah. prophecy like with what we've been talking about on many previous podcasts. Yeah. yeah, and then it does – it can become a complex. And look, I'm, I, I hate to say it, but um, the, the whole short man complex thing doesn't fall out of the sky. I do unfortunately know a lot of guys that uh, exhibit that sort of behavior and they are – they're, they're quite short. They're um, like considerably shorter than me. So they'd be, you know, five, two, three, four, that kind of thing. So I suppose that's a little uh, introduction to uh, heightism. Um, what do you think? Hearing things like that, let's. Uh, but before we get into that, actually, let's um, yep. let's just go with. Uh, there's, there's also if you get to a point where you're excessively tall as a man, like maybe above six foot six, it does start to get to a point where you know you, you people can see you as a freak, and they're just constantly asking you whether you play basketball. And a lot of clothes <laughs> yeah. don't fit you and things aren't that great for you either. And similarly, uh, if you're very short as a woman, uh, maybe below five foot, I'd imagine things aren't that good for you either. So basically anyone who's like at, at any end of the spectrum here, uh, you're going you're gonna to experience uh, uh, things differently either from all the way up there or from all the way down there. But anyway, that's um that's some broad thoughts to introduce the topic. What do you think hearing some of that? Yeah, well, first and foremost, a really interesting thing I came across was obviously there is um, some subconscious judgment or discrimination that occurs from people um, when hiring or dating shorter people or short people. Um, and however, there is even more when it comes to your, the in, individual's personal um, perspective on themselves and how they rate their own height. So I came across some interesting kind of research about this. Um, and one of them said that one study said that women are mostly satisfied with a 21 centimeter uh, difference between themselves and their partner. That's like the peak satisfaction. 
Um, however, men at the same point also wanted women that are shorter than them. However, they were happy with eight centimeters um, height difference, and that was per- perfect or ideal to them. Um, but what was really important is that for women, their own height wasn't rated necessarily as um, a, a domineering factor on their own self-esteem. However, for men, it was extremely important how they judge and perceive their own height um, and the way they express satisfaction with their height. So they said that this study concluded that the satisfaction with one's own height is at least partly a consequence of the height preference of the opposite sex and satisfaction with one's partner's height. Um, And that study showed that it wasn't current height that is the strongest factor, but height as a child. So it's almost something that stems from your childhood, which is really interesting as well, that it's kind of like a lifelong thing. And you know how we talked about before that, um, that study that said for every inch, Um, you earn an additional $789 per year. Um, There's been kind of caveats to that study saying that there is cognitive, there is correlation, sorry, between cognitive ability and height. So basically if you are, if you have cognitive disabilities, you're more likely to be short um, based on nutritional or other deficiencies in childhood. So that could be a reason as to why shorter people aren't getting paid as much. It may not necessarily be because of subconscious views about someone's height. It could just be because they're less likely to be intelligent. Um, that doesn't mean short people aren't intelligent. It just means that unintelligent people are more likely to be short, <laughs> if that makes sense. Um, hmm. And the point about that you made about women, I think, is a really important point. I came across an article today about um, I, a lawyer, and she was four foot eleven, and she said since working remote from home compared to in the office, she's getting like tenfold as much respect as she did when she was in person, um, especially going up against men. So that was really interesting. And my best friend, she's, she's tall, she's 5'10", 5'11". Um, and she was saying to me today, I asked her about it and she was like, I have hated how tall I am my whole life. Um, the only thing she ever got complimented on or commented on growing up was, oh, you'll be a model. There was nothing else. Um, and she said that date when it came to dating, especially particularly online dating, she would tell people her height and shorter guys never wanted to date her, but they'd want to have sex, but they wouldn't want to be, um, dating her. Um, and combined with her height, she's also a very loud and outgoing, funny, vivacious personality. So she said like, it's really hard um, walking into a room and being often the loudest and also the tallest female usually in the room. Um, It can feel, and she gets anxiety about it. She gets social anxiety about it. Um, So that's, that's a little interesting thing, but I think as well as another little interesting kind of thing I came across and was thinking about and reflecting on is just like the language we use around height. And this kind of reflects our subconscious bias. Like when we say we look down upon someone or we look up to someone um, or when we compliment a man, we might say, oh, he's so big and strong or big and mighty. Or when we're trying to insult someone, um, calling them small. And I was thinking about that girl, uh, on TikTok, who, you know, admittedly I have found funny in the past. Her name is Drew, I don't know, I can't remember her last name, Afuelo or something like that. And she goes against men that insult women. She stitches them on 
which means she makes a response video on TikTok. She only chooses men that insult women that are usually sexist, misogynistic, blah, blah, blah. But her two biggest insults are you're short and you're bald. And even if they're not short or bald, <laughs> she will say it. <laughs> she would just, it's her response to anyone. And it's funny because there's this other um, kind of trend going around where girls will go onto TikTok live. So live videos of men and just say, we love a short king, love heart. And it's so interesting to see how many men or how men respond to that, like desperately trying to prove I'm not short, I'm this tall, this that tall, going and standing against a door frame, standing next to their fridge, getting like measurements out just to prove like they're so threatened by the fact that someone said, and it wasn't even an insult, like you're short. They were literally saying, we love a short king, uh, but they were so desperate to prove I'm not short. So I found that kind of interesting as well, like all the trends on social media about it. Um and yeah. obviously women's perspective on short men, which I think we should get into <laughs> separately and you can probably speak to that more as well. Yeah, there's a lot of insecurity uh, from the male perspective as well for, for a lot of short men. Uh, I know mm-hmm. I definitely experienced a lot of that because I was always – there was one or two people that were shorter than me in high school but uh, I was I was definitely quite short and, mm-hmm. you know, you go to clubs and, and women are in heels and – you just yeah. uh, feel very unattractive uh, having to be mm. at their uh, below their eye level and things like that. And yeah, I definitely uh, wore some of those boots uh, with uh, the heels in them. And uh, mm. you know, when you tell people that, they say, "Oh, look at you with your little self-esteem issues, little little man or whatever." And you think, "Well, come on, like, <laughs> can't I do that?" You know, it's uh, yeah. it's almost like anything yeah. you do. Even if you if you basically like I said you gotta you gotta just cop a bunch of jokes, and th- that's fine. Like I'm not against if Drew wants to make fun of short men. If anyone want, wants to make fun of short men, go for it. I'm a comedian, obviously. All jokes go for yeah. it, but it's the hypocrisy. It's uh, yeah. as soon as then you know a short person maybe makes fun of any anyone else or or does something that would be called uh, assertive or dominant. If a tall man did it he's insecure and he has small man syndrome. So that's another big one. Like if a, if a taller man is really assertive, sorry, if he's loud and confident and comes across a certain way, his behavior is interpreted differently. He's assertive, he's dominant, he's confident. Whereas if a short man does that, oh, he's, um, he's overcompensating or he's, uh, you know, he's got something to prove. So, yeah, uh, I probably relate to that uh, lawyer who's four foot eleven, and you know, there's a reason we do this. Nah, <laughs> but it is good when this podcast is uh, seated. Let's say that. But uh, there's a lot of people will will meet me and and say, well, "Wow, you're so much shorter in real life." Uh, I can't believe people just say that. Yeah, I know it's weird. Not that it's, it's like an it's insult, fine. but like yeah, it's so it's irrelevant. Not, exactly, it just seems kind of irrelevant. Like you know, I would yeah. never say to if I met you know, a, a, a heavier singer in yeah. real life, I would never be like, well, you're so much fatter in real life. So it just is, it's hypocritical, particularly with some of that body positivity stuff. It makes it very hard for uh, short people, short men in particular, to to empathize with um, some of women's body issues because you think, yeah. well, look, I'm not in control of this height thing. And, you know, yeah. anytime you watch the a dating show, what's the first thing? A girl yes. always says she wants tall, dark, handsome, and you know it's it's not not saying it's it's any it's on par with women's body issues or it's even equal to it, but uh, it's yeah, just this sort of persistent reminder that uh, 
you are never going to be as attractive as uh, someone else based on these genetic factors that you can't control. Now, uh, like we always talk about in this podcast, there are there are certain um, biological impulses we have that we can never fully rid ourselves off, that we can never, you know, fully um, re- remove from our preferences. And I think a lot of people would would say that's that's completely fair if uh, if women prefer taller men, men who are taller than them. But yeah, the hypocrisy is um, what gets to a lot of short people, I think. Uh, the fact that, you know, I read somewhere, I don't know how accurate this is, but 90% of women on Bumble put um, their height requirement to six foot and above. <laughs> and, and you think, oh, no again, way. I don't know how, I don't know how accurate that is, but um, yeah. I'm sure a lot to do. And yeah, it's just, uh, it's not the end of the world. You know, there's a lot of worse things that could, you know, that you could be dealing with. But yeah, it is It is very frustrating. And it's a sort of little moments of constant frustration throughout your life. And that probably does manifest in a bit of small man syndrome. So uh, yeah, you're sort of trapped a little bit. And um, some of those statistics are... Uh, it's not nice to hear things like that, like you're perceived as less intelligent and even less healthy and uh, you're perceived as less prestigious as a leader if you're uh, yeah. if you're shorter, which is uh, it's, uh, it's not nice. But it comes back to, yeah, our, our tribal and animal days where the, the, the taller human being would have had stronger physical genetics that were more necessary in a tribal and, um, you know, forest-like environment. And also someone who's tall, it's, it's usually a sign of um, being well-nourished. And as a result, yeah. uh, it becomes attractive because here is someone who signals uh, they have resources. So mm-hmm. look, it all, it all makes sense um, in the same way, you know, men can't control what we're attracted to. And I'm sure a lot of women who might not have those assets uh, find that really hurtful and frustrating. Uh, mm-hmm. But it is, it's look, I'd, I don't think most short men want to, when it comes to dating, I don't think short men would expect women to just pity date them or completely, you know, go against what their preferences are. But uh, it's just nice when people are aware of it and just sort of say, yeah, um, that's a, you know, it's a valid frustration, particularly when we're in this world where we're talking a lot about people's, you know, um, seemingly minimal, but significant frustrations that uh, can be felt and... I think it's nice that I'm seeing some of these articles now. I haven't, I haven't seen this Reddit thread, but uh, it's probably, that, that would be good. Uh, I think the fact yeah. that people are talking about it is is nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's a good start. Yeah, for sure. I think um, an interesting – well, first of all, when it comes to dating and the perspective of women on height, I completely acknowledge and validate as well that there is so much judgment. I've seen um, – a lot of women post those things on their uh, uh, dating bio saying must be above six foot or even if they don't post that, just immediately asking, hey, what's your height? <laughs> um, out of curiosity or whatever, no judgment, just wondering, like why are you just wondering? Um, and I have seen a lot of judgment and dismissal to shorter men, especially on, say, if um, viral videos of someone saying, oh, this guy cheated on me. And they're like, oh, the audacity of a short man to cheat. Um, I see that kind of language coming up a lot, especially on TikTok. There was, um, that was a while back, which interestingly, I feel like that kind of swung the other way in the end where it became 
kind of like a thing to say we love short kings. Um, can I just jump? Can I quickly yeah, jump in yeah, there? Yeah. Some of that I I really uh, it's I'm, it's nice, but I think a lot of short men hear something like that and think, oh, you just you know you're just kind of saying that and it's condescending. Yeah, it's a little yeah. bit condescending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I can see that as well, for, for sure. Um, so I do think that there is a lot of – I can understand when people get upset and and almost bitter um, based on women's judgments on or heterosexual women's judgment on men's height. However, there's also an equal contribution, I think, just from the patriarchal society on the importance of height for men, um, particularly that – is it necessarily that women want taller men because they're more likely to be strong and dominant, blah, blah, blah? Or is it because men want women that are smaller and more petite? So I do feel like it goes both ways in that sense. Um, I know that women, I know just anecdotally, I know a lot of women saying that they are happy to date shorter guys or short guys, but they don't want to feel like they're almost like embarrassed um, about being bigger or as big as or more carrying more weight. Um, so it kind of, I do think in some ways it definitely goes both ways. And also I've seen a lot of men, and I saw this on Reddit as well on that subreddit, where when women date shorter men, especially on TikTok, there's a lot of women commenting positive things saying you guys are so cute and so many other men saying you could do better why are you dating him um he's short like men were the ones pointing out so there was a study I came across where they had it was in the US but researchers um interviewed it was a small sample size it was like 470 people in university asking them what makes a good leader and I think it was 64 percent of them made the leader tall um, and then when they asked what they would perceive themselves as if they would perceive themselves as good leaders, the tall people, the ones that said, yes, <laughs> I would be a good leader. So they're much more likely to promote themselves as a leader if they're tall. So I do think a lot of p- personal bias about height does come from men equally as it comes from women. It's a societal issue at a whole. Um, and the issue then is like, and I saw this people coming about this on Reddit being like, and like you said, it's kind of a catch-22. You win, you lose-lose either way because if you go on about it being a societal issue and how shorter people are disadvantaged and judged more, then you get judged more for ranting about you being a short man or a short woman or whatever. Um, and then you're kind of further perpetuating the idea that shorter people are more ABC. Um there was a positive study I did read about shorter shorter men in particular, though. It was that they're more likely to be perceived as trustworthy and loyal. Um, so <laughs> there's well, that. I, f- I feel like that's something like, that's nice, but um, it would be maybe similar to how uh, someone with a dad bod is perceived as trustworthy and loyal. Yeah, maybe say, yeah, it might true. be because they're just perceived to Not have less options. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, you made a good point there where, you know, as long as people like you, no, no one will say anything about your height or, or just any sort of physical appearance um, that the factor that you may have. But uh, as soon as someone doesn't like you or as soon as you become not necessarily an enemy but antagonistic in any sort of way, oh, that little guy, 
Yeah. Oh, there's a, just a little small guy or whatever. And yeah. um, again, like I'm the first person to make jokes about my height and I'm, you know, it's. I think it's, if it's done well, it's pretty funny if people can make fun of uh, their height or other people's height. But uh, yeah, there does seem to be um, a point at which the banter can get a bit excessive, particularly if it's guys that I'm not c- close with and I get the feeling they're just trying to almost assert social dominance in a way. Like, in fact, this book I was reading was talking about how men with high testosterone that feel uh, insecure in their position in a in a given social hierarchy will try to assert you you know they'll use aggression um, and and dominance tactics to try and move up a social hierarchy and and it definitely uh, can come across that way and and. It, it it certainly feels that way sometimes and I suppose again a lot of this is is natural I don't know I think some of it like with everything it's it's some of it is societal and some of it is just our natural impulses so the question does become okay how much can you fully do about it but like what I always say on this issue it's it's more the hypocrisy and you know people just talk about it that's nice I think and, and talk about it in, in this sort of way like it's just okay it's something to be aware of yeah. Without it, I don't, I don't, I haven't read these Reddit threads, but I don't think like they need to do quotas or any, you know, yeah. what, I don't know what he was suggesting, but that might be a bit ridiculous. Uh, so, uh, yeah, let's maybe, let's talk about tall women a bit more. Um, that friend that you talked about, that's, that was interesting because she's just five foot 10, 11. That's not that tall as a, as a yeah. woman. Um, that's, uh, yeah. It's pretty normal in Australia, actually. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, the fact that she's very insecure, um, being what is essentially like maybe just a bit above average height. That's um, yeah. that's not nice. That's that's not yeah, particularly when, good. When we go out, so many people comment on her being tall, and she says the same thing. She's, she's like, tall, "I'm not like, yeah. that tall." She's like 173 centimeters, I think. She's like, "I'm not what? wildly tall." That's like <laughs> normal for a. Is she, is she so white? So many people calling it. Is she what? What's white. her? Yeah, that's pretty yeah, normal white, for a yeah. white woman, right? One seventy three. Yeah, hmm. yeah. It's it, it's interesting. Um, so it's something that she's self conscious of. There's definitely been um, advantages, of course, times where she's loved it, but then it's also come to the time when those times that were advantageous was when she was really, really slim. Um, and really tall and then it was like your beauty and she still is like a slim woman she's just growing you know she's no longer 18 she's just a normal bodied woman um and it's funny how that kind of changes where everyone goes oh you're you're so tall you could be a model and now it's you're so tall <laughs> that's just the comment all the time you're so tall you're so tall every time we go out people comment on it so yeah and i definitely have seen as well men be somewhat more intimidated, I think, or maybe even just not attracted to the fact that she's tall or otherwise it's um, like fetishized. So there were times in my Tinder dating times where I was, she would be in some of my photos um, and people would be like, I like that tall chick. (laughs) I was like, okay, thanks. Um, But yeah, so it's, it is interesting, but yeah, it's, um, I, and she, interesting though, she also always ends up in managerial roles. So she always 
like climbs the corporate ladder so fast. She has like switched from so many different realms, working in disability, then going into events, doing all these different types of things. And she always climbs the ladder so fast um, compared to normal peers or other people her age. So I do think that could be coming into play as well. That and the fact that she's very confident, very outgoing, very well-spoken um, and super funny. Yeah. But yeah. And, and the other friend I had in high school, she's four, four eleven, or maybe just on five foot. Um, and it was the same thing in that everyone always commented on her being really short, but she had these humongous, well, she still does, huge tits, basically. So she's this tiny, tiny, petite girl with giant boobs. And God, I just feel for her so much how many people comment on her body constantly um, and the battle she has to do to get taken seriously in corporate world as well, where she looks like an anim- walking anime, <laughs> basically. Um, and it's just, yeah, and I don't know if she, I do think that that was a point of self-consciousness for her, but I don't think it actually impacted her in the way that it impacted my tall friend because my short friend, my very short friend was fetishized so much. Um, it was like she was so sexually objectified and still is. So in some ways that was more, you know, she would get more, I don't want to say it was more advantageous because it was something that is a really terrible thing that was going, it goes, goes on for her. Um, but she was almost getting more respect for men because she was so petite and she couldn't help the fact that her body looked very, you know, that in that way. Um, so it it is interesting how sexual preference comes so much into it as well as men's own personal perception on what is masculine as well as women's perspective on what is perspective on what is masculine as well. So yeah, it's a bit of both. Yeah, there's a uh there's ways to if if you sort of internally feel uh small and you don't yeah. and you think that your height is the contributing factor to the way people perceive you, that is going to manifest in you coming across yeah. in a very small way. I mean, there, yeah. there's plenty of uh, smaller statured men who uh, still exude confidence and status and are very attractive. I mean, uh, look, it, obviously not a very ethical man, but someone like Vladimir Putin, I always look at him and like, man, he's like 5'6", I think. And uh, yeah, he definitely exudes uh, status, power and confidence. We'll say that much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he's bold. So look, not not someone to um, aim to, to be exactly like, <laughs> but that factor of his personality, you know, yeah. clearly he's a very, uh, well, he's not necessarily ethical. He's very competent. Uh, he climbed the ranks in the KGB pretty well from what I heard. So... Um, that's a that's an example of a uh, of a short ki- well that he's a short dictator isn't he short tyrant <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it's just yeah Sorry maybe it's this small man maybe he wouldn't have invaded and Ukraine. maybe it was a motivating <laughs> factor as well like, oh, it often you know, is yeah I, I f- yeah my um, my brother he's not like super short he, I think he's five nine um, but he would be he's considered himself short um, as do a lot of people and he as a kid even as a teenager in particular was really short um, and he got bullied for it a little bit uh, or probably a lot um, and as soon as he became an adult he went 
kind of similar to you, actually. He's quite similar to you in personality. He's very, very intelligent, very well-spoken, and then went straight into doing all this martial arts and he's a black belt in BJJ. So it's kind of like he... Yeah. Is he a black belt? Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He went around um, traveling, teaching it and things like that. So he's wow. really into that and when it wasn't that before that he was like a semi-pro surfer and now that he's moved on from BJJ he's into like crazy like ultra marathon running so it's it's funny to me he's 30 he's 30 yeah goes to the extreme but he always like references a story where um and I've mentioned it on this podcast before but he got in like some road rage with some big guy in a truck and the guy was looking at him in the window saying, get the fuck out of your car, get out. And Ollie gets up yeah, out in his gi, um, like the jiu-jitsu wear. And then immediately the man was like, it's all good, <laughs> like all good. <laughs> and that I feel like that was such like an empowering moment for him. And then I also feel like it kind of came a little bit too into the sense that it, I think that it flipped for him so much where he was finally feeling so much more like, masculine for the first time and then he got really fit and muscular um whereas previously as a child he wasn't any of those things so he came into his masculinity by sheer like determination and motivation from being belittled or bullied as a kid which is you know backed by that research I was talking about before but it's interesting because not that I'm saying that's what motivated you but you're quite similar in that sense and you're you're in uh what are you in karate uh taekwondo. taekwondo yeah sorry yeah yeah, yeah, very relatable there. <laughs> um, yeah. I, uh, not only was I uh, short, I'm also very skinny. So I'm very much in uh, ectomorph, I think that's the term where. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, you're just sort of small boned and um, not everything small, but uh, <laughs> the the skeletal structure is. And um, <laughs> uh, so I was short and also very slim and then wasn't super confident um but in fact it was it was yeah it was acting that i felt like i could come out of my shell and be really confident and but but it was almost a form of like avoidance in a way where i i was really good at just the best the best i was at acting was when i was completely consumed in a completely different character right and so mm-hmm. i felt most confident when i wasn't myself not to make this too much like a therapy session yeah. or anything yeah. but uh, I think a lot of uh, actors have a similar sort of uh, uh, situation and yeah. uh, gradually, I, I suppose, because I, I got famous really early on, I suddenly had all this status, but I'd still internalized how I felt from when I was uh, a child and an adolescent, which was, yeah, I wasn't sort of right at the bottom of the um, male pecking order per se, but I was definitely... You know, I was the joke star, I was the funny guy, and um, I definitely wasn't sort of the 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 top of that hierarchy either. But then um, suddenly, I'm I'm you know all these people know me, and I've got all this kind of mm. status in a way. But my mentality was incongruent with the actual status position I now had, and that in many ways can be actually more off putting for people because I was still deeply insecure about my uh, my height and, and, and how I, uh, came across to other, uh, men and to other people. And, you know, I remember some of my early, uh, girlfriends actually being a bit 
shocked and and confused uh, because they're here kind of dating this pseudo celebrity. And then meanwhile, I'm I'm sitting there thinking that I'm, you know, not not a complete loser or anything, but, oh, that guy was so tall, man, I'm, oh, but I'm so much shorter. Like, you know, just basic little yeah, sort yeah. of instances where those insecurities would come out. And then, yeah, it was a very long and gradual process, but I uh, definitely put on quite a lot of muscle. And I think growing the beard mm. definitely helped. <laughs> mm, and um yeah. Yeah, no. Now people even uh, I think I've I've done pretty well relative to my height. Like now people are always quite shocked when I tell them my height, and they they always say things. Oh, you don't you don't seem like a short person, which is a weird way of sort of saying you're confident. What a backhanded. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then even this guy at the gym once was was like uh, he's a scary looking guy and and really good boxer. He was like, yeah. man, bro, you've got this look about you where I wouldn't want to mess with you. And I'm like, man, if a <laughs> ethnic guy from Western Sydney saying that, yeah, that's uh, that's good. That to must know. have been so healing to your inner child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, thanks, bro, oh, but wow. deep down, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> um, Do you find that it's it's something that you still are conscious of, like today? A lot less, but uh, it, you never really are not conscious of that. It's uh, it's like with say the the when people talk about race, they, they, the observation they uh, get correct. I suppose the progressive side of politics and culture is that when you're not the norm or when you're a minority race, you just have to think about race a lot more. Now, some yeah. of the solutions they have for that are the things that I quite fervently disagree with, but uh, I would say it's the same with height. You know, you you just have to think about it a lot more you perceive it a lot more than other people do and and sometimes that's you with a with an unhealthy narrative you have about yourself and and the world and how the world sees you yeah. and, and your uh, stature but uh, you, you you're just thinking about it constantly you're uh, wondering you know the the people I might be doing a sketch with like am I going to come across as because you know all the all the people I collab with happen to be very tall uh, you know Daniel's about yeah. six five. Frenchie's like six five, six six. <laughs> Isaac Butterfield's like six foot eight and like one hundred and twenty wow. kilos. Wow. I mean, Lewis Spears is six foot ten or something. And again, that's yeah. like the other side of the the heightism thing. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think you know it's, it's particularly good being that tall either. Mm. Um. So yeah, just uh, on video, it, it makes me look even shorter than I am. <laughs> uh. But uh. Look, you, you generally if you uh. Uh, learn to deal with it, learn to sort of reframe that narrative and, you know, be have the self-awareness to to understand when you might be overcompensating and, and ensure that you don't adopt too unhealthy a narrative about it while still being yeah. a realist. Yeah. I'd say that's the way to go. Um, you know, there are clothes you can wear as a, as a man that are, I suppose, more slimming but don't make you look like a child either. Um, yeah. You want to be, you know, fit and athletic. But if you get too buff as a as a short guy as well, you can look. Uh, and 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 that's not to you know judge anyone who's a powerlifter mm. or a bodybuilder mm. or anything like that. It's very commendable. But uh, if you're just looking to sort of maximize how tall you might be perceived by others, you can't get too buff as a short guy. Um, so there's just these little things, really. None of them are, I'd say, entirely drastic or. Uh, Oppressive, but uh, just a lot of little 
moments of frustration and, and insecurity that can kind of accumulate to develop a, a relatively unhealthy self-image. Uh, I'd say that um, is a is a common thing among among smaller men, and I'd assume it's it's similar for uh, very tall women as well. Not identical, yeah. but but similar. Yeah, you know what's interesting when you're talking about you know dressing. I remember watching um, the most recent um, season of Beauty and the Geek Australia, and all most of the geeks were short men and they when they had their makeovers the guy that came in to style them was all about how you know don't wear these shirts that go halfway down your thigh don't wear pants like that wear pants like this all about the straight leg not the skinny jean all this stuff there was so much to it and I felt so conflicted watching it because the makeovers were amazing and fashion was a huge part of it. And I can't, you know, I have to admit, I was like, wow, how much better do they look? But at the same point, I was so saddened and also like felt conflicted about like how much science had to go into how to dress to not appear short. Um, even <laughs> yes. though it wasn't changing or manipulating height, it was all about like the visual and the proportions. But God, there was so much, and the same way that women sense get that in terms of not in so much in height, but in weight, so like how to dress if you're a bigger woman um, or plus size. So, yeah, it was just like I was like, I don't know if I should be celebrating this or feeling like, oh, how do these men feel? Do they like, wow, I feel great, look at my makeover, or do they feel like I've just been told basically, oh, you've been so unsuccessful because of the way you dress because it makes you it emphasizes your shortness. Um, so that was um, mm. kind of a weird, yeah, point to observe and watch and then seeing as well the beauties afterwards celebrate the makeovers. Like you want to celebrate, obviously, and it's not like they made them taller. But, yeah, I just felt weird. And then at the same point when you were talking about kind of like the your own self-perception and your self-esteem and the confidence around that, I remember seeing um, this post on the Tinder subreddit and it was this guy and he was 5'3 or 5'4, so quite short, um, and he, I don't know how accurate this was, he could be lying, but apparently you can do like these Tinder trees. Basically it says how many matches you got, how many dates you went on, how many people you slept with, how many people ghosted you. It shows like all the stats um, or Wait, how, and then if you got married. And that's on the yeah. app. How many people you slept with? Apparently, to, <laughs> I don't know how it works. I have to, but I've seen heaps of people posting them. Like a lot of guys post them. Not just not this isn't related to short, but a lot of guys post it being like, "How have I had two thousand three hundred matches in this year?" And and then it goes down like conversation started, blah blah blah, and then ended up only going on one date <laughs> out of two thousand matches and then only 200 conversations occurred and then and then they even have like plans to meet and then dates that actually occurred so I don't know how they collate the data I have to figure that out but anyway there was one guy that posted and he was five three or five four I can't remember but he was saying like I've literally never given a fuck about my height um it's never been like an issue for me I don't like I'm sure so what and it showed that he'd slept with heaps of women and matched with heaps of women and then so many men were commenting, and to be fair, it's a much more like male-dominated 
like Reddit, subreddit, but they were going like, how, like, how did you do that? Oh my God. Like thinking it's like he's cracked, he's done the impossible. Like he's, he's pulled a miracle um, and being like, I need to see photos of your face. I need to see what you look like. Um, just being purely shocked. But I did find it interesting that he was like, yeah, I don't care. Like it's never been a hindrance for me. And that's um, the attitude. So, you, yeah. You yeah. got to, you can't, you can fake that to a certain degree, but that comes from, it's an internal narrative that you tell mm. yourself and it takes quite a while, particularly yeah. if you've been socialized in a way yeah. where you've been made to feel inferior because of your height. But uh, that is the exact sort of strategy uh, you need to employ. And yeah. he, there are instances um, where there are, yeah, shorter, smaller guys who do really well because they just exude confidence. They exude mm. uh, charisma. And sex yeah. appeal, someone like, say, Prince, he was five foot yeah. one or something, but, wow, yeah. you know, every, every woman in the 80s wanted to sleep with him. Uh, and great reference. Someone yeah. like a Justin Bieber, he's a pretty short guy from what I hear. He might even be, there's rumors about him being like five five and five six, and, you know, with celebrity heights, they always, uh, they always uh, you know, manipulate that online. Um, right. Someone yeah, like Zac Efron, right, is a very short kind of guy but uh I, I i'm sure a lot of women who are you know five ten would be happy to date zach efron now i'm yeah. sure people are also listening thinking well yeah because they're so you, you literally have to be a celebrity yeah. to do that which look there's yeah. a there's a certain truth to that but um at the same time there are there are some i i know some uh guys who are quite short and and do very well just because they have this kind of aura of being calm, being comfortable, being fun. And yeah. at the end of the day, that's the most effective strategy with any kind of dating. Yeah. If you're, if any you just. Any man that, yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah, no, no, you go on. I was going to say any man that is comfortable within themselves is sexy. I think like no matter, even it, like no matter what they look like, if they're comfortable within themselves, there's sex appeal there, I think. Just that's my Hot take. <laughs> yeah, and that's not something that uh, people are just telling you to make you feel good. Uh, that 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 yeah. is is verifiably true, and yeah. it just can take a lot of time and and work and and sort of inner psychological uh, training to to get to a point where you're properly and and truly just comfortable with yourself. And and look, there's always going to be things you're still insecure about, and you know you're never going to be completely at ease with everything, but uh, you can definitely Im improve upon how you see yourself and and how you, c uh, you, you know, your perception of your position in a given hierarchy of attractiveness. Um, I wanted to come back to something you talked about earlier where, you know, shorter men didn't necessarily have a preference to date taller women. And, and look, uh, I, I'm in two minds about that. Um, I have dated girls that are sort of slightly taller than me, you know, one or two centimeters kind of thing. But I don't think I've ever, I haven't had a like a long proper relationship with anyone who's considerably taller than me. I've gone on dates with yeah. some some girls who are quite tall. Uh, I've uh, had one night stands. And look, there there is this kind of physical... It, it, it could be my narrative, but 
you know, there's something very primal that does come out, particularly if you're being intimate with someone. And if if you have that kind of more physically dominant presence, it makes you feel good as the as the man. And yeah. and from what I've heard, uh, a lot of women enjoy that as well. Now, that's not to yeah. say you can't have a fulfilling sex life if you've got a male partner who's shorter than you or a female partner yeah. who's who's taller than you. Uh, but uh, look, I'm I'm guilty of that. I I do prefer women, maybe you know, my height or a bit shorter uh, yeah. or like slightly taller. But um, yeah. when you start getting into yeah five, ten, eleven, six foot territory, it's uh, it it can get a bit awkward. And again, that could be my narrative. Um, yeah. But uh, I, that's that's what I found. And at the same time, I've always perceived them to be less interested and a- attracted towards yeah. me. Yeah, there's all that cognitive bias as well. Like exactly, the, the yeah. Assuming someone is not going to be, which is probably likely like women that are tall will probably feel the same. A short man won't want me or vice versa. I don't want a shorter guy because it's going to feel weird for both of us. Um, and I think that's like an interesting point though, like how much – that sexual preference does come into this um, because, and even in like say gay couples as well, where if you date someone really small, short or um, petite, there's a, whether it be woman or man, there is like a sexual component to that, that that is what is attractive. Like you might want to be domineering to them or perhaps if you want a taller woman, like my friend who who got, who got when guys approach her that are shorter than her, they're always approaching her on a sexual level rather than a romantic sense. Like that would never happen. Well, that and I wouldn't say that would never happen. That has never happened where they'd be open to dating when she's significantly taller, but they're very open to having sex. And I think it's, you know, that kind of her being tall paired with the fact that she's a dominant personality. It's a sexual thing as well. Like this is something that I'm into being dominated by a woman, perhaps like the associations that we make with height and sexual preference or, or what will happen sexually, I think is really interesting. And I know one of my friends who dates a guy and he's six, five, and she was really off put. I don't know, or maybe she wasn't off put, but she was shocked that he was really submissive sexually. And there was such like a, a contrast for her that she just it couldn't commute to her. And I was like, babe, really tall people can have preferences and don't have to be like dominating and maybe he wants to be dominated or maybe he wants to be submissive like that's not a shocking thing any normal if you're like an average if say for example my height I'm 166 centimeters just smack bang average for a woman no one would be shocked if I say I like to dominate or if I like to be dominated it's just whatever I could say whichever and no one would be shocked but it's so interesting when that is that script is given to someone that's very short or very tall. Um, And these are the things I think a big takeaway for everyone is to just be like aware of our own cognitive bias or subconscious judgment. And I was reflecting on this before that I have definitely had in the hiring process in, well, I could think of one reference where I did have, um, you know, made assumptions when we wanted to specifically hire 
um, a man because we're working in Western Sydney where there was a lot of cultural issues there. There was, you know, sometimes men didn't respect women coming into the home. Um, we couldn't get through. So we kind of wanted a man that was intimidating. Um, and I interviewed a guy and he was five foot, 50 kilos and very shy and meek. Um, and I went away and I was like, this guy is so smart. He's so intelligent. He knows everything, but he is not going to f- fulfill the purpose in which we wanted to hire him for. And I was really like conflicted. And then I was like, am I really considering not hiring someone because he wasn't going to be as domineering as I thought, you know, like, and I did hire him and he was fantastic. He's been um, like, he was amazing. Um, but yeah, it, it was kind of like a moment where I'm like, I had to check myself. I would never think that I would be judgmental towards someone's height, but even I had a subconscious bias being like, oh, he's not going to be able to put men in check and that's what we need this person for. And my God, he did. <laughs> so There you go. There you go. Um, that's that's yeah. really interesting actually, yeah, because uh, the the professional and, and um, employment component of, of this is something maybe we can end this podcast on because um, yeah. we've, we've touched on it, but yeah, yeah. it's not – particularly nice hearing that you're perceived as less intelligent and less competent simply because of your yeah. height. And uh, it would be the same with, uh, you know, anything, you, your gender or your race yeah. or uh, anything like that. And especially if you actually are competent and are yeah. intelligent and, and, you know, you just uh, have to deal with this because that's the stereotype. And as a result, yeah, you might have to go that extra mile uh, just to just to sort of prove your credentials. And it's not nice hearing some of those statistics yeah. and, and yeah. knowing that um, I think with U.S. presidents, it's something like only only one was under five foot nine or something yeah. ever. It was something, it's some ridiculous statistic that's... Uh, I've got one. It said really when it comes to U.S. presidential elections since 1990... Majority or twenty-one of the past thirty election winners were taller, or at least as tall as their appoint, opponent. Um, and also, there was another stat I didn't write it down, but it basically was that there's a much more like preferential vote towards people that were taller, um, at least initially. Mm. So it's hectic. And CEOs, like you said, I think it's something crazy. Like ninety percent of CEOs that are men are above six foot. Yeah, wow. Just mind-blowing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. because you get so many, you know, you're you're probably very confident in in your looks and, and how you feel because you get that sort of positive feedback loop. Let, let's say you're yeah. above average height through, through high school and then you're also decently good-looking. You get a lot of interest from girls, so you feel very confident about yourself and as a result you're more likely to partake in positive behaviours that actually, uh, you know, contribute to your competency and we move into the workforce and people already perceive you to be more com- competent and, you know, you're because, because of that, you, you're, you're thrust into positions of uh, power and responsibility and that further increases your competency and your experience and yeah. goes all the way to the top. And confidence. <laughs> Yeah. And and look, yeah. I, I don't really know what because I'm not I you know I'm not a fan of quotas and being 
sometimes being hyper aware of these things can create uh, a sort of insufferable mindset where people then become a, a can become a victim and you know just make excuses for their lack of work ethic or their uh, inability to uh, do what is necessary to get to a certain position. But uh, if people are sort of reasonably aware of these sorts of things, I think that's at least the yeah. first yeah. step. And it's not yeah. to, you know, it's not to say, oh, okay, you know, you're, the, the short guy is always going to be uh, more competent than the person you think, than, than the tall guy, because, you, you know, you then have to overthink the subconscious um, or anything like that. But, yeah, I think uh, if people are just sort of aware of this uh, within reason, uh, I think that's, I think most short guys would be happy with that. And I think if... Uh, <laughs> You know, if uh, maybe not if 90% of women put their Tinder or whatever their height yeah. requirement is to six foot and above, I'm sure, look, being tall is always going to be an advantage as with being rich, as with having a good jawline and being well endowed and all these things we might not necessarily be in control of. So, look, you can't, there's never going to be this perfectly equal dating yeah. society where everyone is equally as attractive as everyone else. Unfortunately, that is yeah. the... That is the um, human condition and human nature. But uh, look, if you're a girl out there that might be a bit taller or maybe hasn't gone on dating many dates with short guys, hey, give it a go. Um, yeah. Don't pity date people, I and mean, that's that's pretty bad. <laughs> but um, you know, just uh, just branch out. Maybe maybe see what it's like, and who knows? You could you could meet someone very special. And similarly, if if, if you've never if a tall girl is interested in you. Don't have to necessarily discount her just because she's tall. I'm going to force people to go against what their, you know, natural proclivities may be. But um, always give people a, a chance and, and, and just, I think, look, whatever you wouldn't say to a, a, a fat person, use that same rule with a short yeah, person. So yeah, if you wouldn't true. say to a fat person, oh, you look a lot fatter than I thought you were. Well, then don't say to a short person, oh, you look a lot shorter than I thought you were. So I would just generally use that. I mean, I know when people are describing me, they're going to say, yeah, he's short and he's he's a lot shorter than I thought he would be. And and that's fine. But in the same way, yeah, look, if I might be describing someone who is heavier, I would would, would say things like that. But then when you're talking to them face to face, just just acknowledge that there, there might be a sort of basic level of decorum and politeness that you should employ. Uh, when talking about these, you know, physical attributes as you would with someone who's on the heavier side. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And also when you're talking about um, just being aware, I saw someone write this perfectly and I'm going to reference Reddit again, but I saw someone wrote this and he said, we as a society simply don't have the time and energy to spend creating advocacy and awareness for every conceivable form of discrimination. It's more important to simply remind people that they may unconsciously hold any number of prejudice when making a decision, for example, to hire someone, and that they ought to try their best to ought to try their best to judge according to objective criteria. Yeah, so I thought that well kind said. of put it perfectly. Yeah, well said. Perfect, perfect note to to end this one on. Um, unless do you, do you have any any final thoughts on no. this topic? I think I've uh, adequately uh, you know expressed. Uh, my experience, but also some of the statistics that I've been recently reading, and I would love to hear you know what people have to say in the in the comments. So uh, mm. if you haven't subscribed already, YouTube.com/slash 
at Sex Sales Podcast. And uh, check us a follow on Instagram, on TikTok. And thanks for listening and or watching. See you next time. Next week.